Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Season two. Should it, did it need to be muted? No. Okay, good. It's Saturday, June the fifth. We're gonna start it it's, that way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It gives this a, is why no one listens. What? This is why no one listens. No, no, no. I think I think it gives our listeners a sense of behind the scenes. Uh, you know what we're doing. Uh, and it's uh, Saturday, June the fifth. I don't think they want to know what we're doing. What? I don't think they want to know what we're doing. Well, they've got a good way I to avoid they, I can think of several ways they can avoid they wanna, it. They want us to keep it to ourselves. It's time for the weekly Shabbat Shindig. You got him too Say, now, today on Shabbat Shindig. You didn't summon me. Yeah. You Are you going to summon me? You're officially summoned. Okay, thank you. Today on Shabbat Shindig, we'll have a usual week. This day features. in Jewish history. Today's big birthday. Updates on some of our biggest and, uh, features. And popular feature. How? 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 Many? 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 Yeah, I know. I don't know. That remains on the script week to week. I'm not really sure. I feel like I cross it out, but it somehow pops back. Well, it makes me want to celebrate every week. Okay, good. All right, let's launch in. You, it's your turn. Okay, if you feel that way about it. Yeah. On this date in 1805, two Polish Jews, Herschel, Eliezer, Kahn, and Moses Kalmus, Lisa, founded the Dutch banking company Lisa and Kahn which would remain under the control of the Kahn family for more than 200 years, until Herschel Kahn's great-grandson Jacobus, an important Zionist, was deported to a concentration camp in 1940. The bank was then taken over by Hope & Company, which since 1966 has been part of Bank Mies and Tom. On this date in 1832, the British colony of Lower Canada, located in what is now Quebec, granted full civil and political rights to Jews. And on this date in 1849, a new constitution in Denmark outlawed religious discrimination, granting full civil rights to Jews there, too. On this date in 1855, Jews... What? It was called the Jews Hospital in New York. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. They're that blatant about it. Yeah. The Jews Hospital in New York began treating patients. It would change its name to Mount Sinai Hospital 11 years later and is still going strong today. And 104 years later, I would be born there in the Klingenstein Pavilion. Oh, and on this date in 1881, a group of Polish Jews on Hester Street on the Lower East Side of New York was attacked by members of the notorious Border Gang, so-called because they were based on the border between two police precincts. One of the Jews, Louis Wolf, was shot by one of the Border Gang members, John Riley, who was arrested by police. 
1883, the New York Times would report that the border gang had become, quote, so bold in their nefarious operations that neither life nor property is safe within their reach, and respectable people are cowed into silence and submission to their pillaging for fear of the consequences a different course might entail. Speaking of nefariousness, today's birthdays include the odious so-called musician Kenny G, who, by the way, is a very, uh, a, uh, very good golfer. So we'll listen to a couple of verses of the great Richard Thompson song, I Agree with Pat Metheny, which gives Kenny G his due. Wranglers, pentatonic riffs, display our Kenny's arcane gifts, but we don't care, his charms are so beguiling. He does play sharp, but let's be fair, he has such lovely crinkly hair, we hardly notice, we're too busy smiling. That's terrific. You're a fan, aren't you? You like him. I can tell, I can tell by the look. How does he hold those notes so long? He must be a genius. Wrong. He just has the mindlessness to do it. He makes Britney sound like scat. If this is jazz, I'll eat my hat. An idle threat, I'll never have to chew it. We heartily recommend the rest of that brilliant, brilliant song. But fortunately, it's also the birthday of Freddie Stone, co-founder of Sly and the Family Stone, creator of one of the great summer anthems. Oops, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it at all. Hang on, we're getting it on. It's coming. It's going to be here any second. You're going to enjoy it because it's one of the greats. Distinguished journalist Bill Moyers, President Lyndon Johnson's press secretary, is 87 today. And the great former St. Louis Cardinals outfielder Ray Langford is 54 today. Ray's, a Ray's agent is Ryan Totka. Is this okay? Yeah. At 888-246-7141 if you want to celebrate his birthday by inviting him to speak at your next big public event. So were you, were you with me? Thucydides for my big Ray Langford moment. We Remind me. Outside I feel, Lang, I feel like I was. I feel like I was. Outside Al Lang Stadium, George Hendrick, the Cardinals batting coach, was complaining to Ray Langford that he'd shown up late for batting practice in the little cage there. Do you remember this? It's, yeah, I think I do. What happens next? <laughs> well, Ray Langford explains while he was late. Why he was late, and it, I won't say the exact language, but involved, it involved his needing to do number two. Yeah. You were there for that, right? I think, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yes, I was. I think it was you, me, and uh, our buddy in, in New York, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you. What was that? 
I don't know. We're getting a lot of feedback sound. And speaking of big, we return to some of the biggest stories heard previously here on our podcast, Joshua. Unsurprisingly, French star Gail Monfils continues to struggle after being wounded by a tennis ball struck by Roger Federer in a viral video in which his fiance laughs uproariously about the incidents. Most Monfils lost in the second round of the French Open this week to unseated Swede Mikel Imer. There ought to be a support group for people who suffer what Monfils is going through. Here again is a replay of the terrible incident. It breaks your heart every time you see it, really. Classic. Classic yeah. stuff. For those of you who want to keep track of the relationship between Ben Affleck and the 51-year-old multi-hyphenate Marie Claire this week, helpfully posted the Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck 2021 relationship timeline. It includes this pathetic quotation from former J-Lo fiancé, A-Rod. Quote, I am about to step into a new beginning in my life. Anything that doesn't serve me is clearing out of my life. New energy is emerging. New levels are unlocking for me mentally, physically, and spiritually. I am remaining patient and know that this new phase of my life is coming, unquote. U.S. Magazine quoted a source close, close to A-Rod as saying, quote, Alex is still very sore and in a world of pain, unquote. Maybe he and Monfils should be in, this, in that support group together. I think we should put them together, right? Wouldn't that be a public service that Jewish could, could do? Say you two guys are both suffering in the same place and maybe you need to you know, be in a 12-step program of some kind? I, I don't think Monfils is as annoying as A-Rod. No, I agree. I agree. On a serious note, through noted in Monday's show, tennis star Naomi Osaka's withdrawal from the French Open for mental health reasons, the Washington Post observed in a story yesterday that mental health professionals think that what Osaka is doing, getting away from a stressful work situation, is an important, an important and appropriate response for someone going through what she is. But the Post also noted that only about a fifth of American workers are entitled to paid sick leave, and more than half of workers who are so entitled uh, don't use the paid time off. So um, take care of yourselves, folks, and we have work to do in yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah. And I should say that having known Thu for a lot of years, he, he's really a model in this regard because no one has taken off more time that was available. Have you ever missed a chance to take off work? Why would I? Yeah, I don't remember there ever being a moment. No, no, I, I believe in um, balance, yeah. work-life balance. Yeah, it's and that's a birthday. Yeah, and people need people need to to do that more in America. Yeah. Agreed. And finally, our most popular feature of all: the famous, the stupendous, the irritating. Lead us, please. How many, many, many How many Jews? How many Jews? How many Jews? How many Jews? So many Jews, how, how this many, many Jews, this many Jews, lots of Jews, scads of Jews, how many Jews, hundreds of Jews, how many Jews, how many Jews. 
Our How Many Jews segment for today anticipates next year's centennial of James Joyce's novel Ulysses by visiting one of the places where there is actually a monument to the novel, the island of Gibraltar, where a statue of Molly Bloom commemorates the fact that the heroine of the novel grew up there while her father was serving in its long-standing British military garrison. Perhaps the fact that Molly Bloom married one of the relatively few Jews in Dublin, Leopold Bloom, can be attributed to her Gibraltar upbringing, because according to Rachel Heater Smith's 2016 dissertation at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign entitled A Disgrace to Her Colors, The Mediterranean Population Problem and Tactics of Governmentality in 18th Century Gibraltar. The Jewish population of Gibraltar was fairly large right from when the English and Dutch captured the island from the Spanish early in said 18th century. England's Queen Anne declared Gibraltar a free port in 1706, prompting many foreigners to settle there. By 1753, nearly a third of those on Gibraltar were Jews. But back at the time of the first Gibraltar census in 1725, the Jewish population was considerably smaller, just about 10% of the population, though that was still nearly the same as the number of Britons there. If there were, in fact, in 1725 on Gibraltar, as Dr. Smith tells us, 113 Britons, 400 Spaniards, 414 Genoese, 23 French, 21 Dutch with Spanish wives, and five Moors, how many Jews were there at that time? A. What, what do we really know about this Rachel Heater Smith, anyway? B. 111. C. 23, because those who were counted as French were actually Jews who could cook really well. D, did you know that the statue of Molly Bloom in the Alameda Gardens on Gibraltar was created by a British journalist named John Searle, who was the editor of Gibraltar's national newspaper, the Gibraltar Chronicle, for 20 years and created the statue in celebration of the newspaper's bicentennial in 2001? I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you know, this, this may surprise you, but I do extensive research every week anticipating the how many Jews question. You do? And you, so uh, you saw this one coming? Well, I was were, close, because the very next thing on my pile was Rachel Heater Smith's um, dissertation. Really? You were just about to turn uh, to it? It was the yes. very next thing, and had I read it, this probably would have been a, a, a cakewalk. You know, we're going to be in uh, Urbana-Champaign in the end of July. Yeah? So we, we could see the very site where Rachel Heater Smith created this dissertation. And you could actually look at, you could read it. Yeah. Well, we, it's online. I can read it anywhere. But, but you could read the original manuscript. Well, she may have disposed of that by now. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah. Oh, I doubt Yeah. Well, anyway, um, yeah. you know, this question, um, having not read it, I'm a little bit of a disadvantage. Sure. Um, and I suspect you want a number answer? Yes, because it's the question is how many Jews we're trying something different this week. The question is how many Jews? Specifically, how many Jews were in Gibraltar as of the first census there in 1725? I see. So you're looking for a number of Jews. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, okay. Well, there aren't so many numbers among the answers. Um, yeah, I decided like... to try something different that way this week. To, right, to offer you some guidance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I appreciate that. I, I, um, 
I, I have felt re relatively unguided through many of these questions. Um, and I was just so close to that dissertation. So I'm going to go with who? So I'm, I'm down to 111 or 23. And I know that Jews do cook well. They don't cook with heavy French things, though. Um, could it be 111? It could indeed. Congratulations. And, and let me tell you that, that uh, you know, a kind of hint there was the proximity of the number of Jews to the, to the number of Britons. And only missed by two. two. Exactly. Yeah. And so if, if even one of the Brits had turned out to be Jewish, they would have been tied at 112, which would have made it a completely different thing. And we probably, it never would have appeared on Jewish issues. That's a good point. Yeah. Right? So you're saying none of the Brits were Jews? Well, that, that I take to be the assumption of Rachel Heater Smith's calculations, but I don't, I don't know on what basis she makes that inference, aside from Jews having been banished from England many years before that. Well, I, I'd like to think she did her homework. Yeah, well, well, you know, when you write a dissertation with a title that long, you have to imagine that there was some research involved. I suppose so. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I'm, glad I, I'm, I'm glad I got one. What yeah, do I you nailed it. You, na you nailed it. Do I win it. anything? Yeah, you get to be on next week on the Fantastic. same show. You get to, it's just like Jeopardy. You get to return the following week, just just that's, the way you you know you were this week. That's brilliant. It's going to be my birthday again next week. Yeah, that tends to be. Yeah. All right. So we're uh, concluding for today. Uh, you want to give us a little golf preview? Uh, yeah, in Muirfield Village at the uh, Memorial, John Rahm is leading. He was leading by six strokes, and if he's going into the 18th, if he held that lead, it will be the largest 54-hole 50 lead on tour this year. Wow. He won it last year, so this is his tournament. He likes these Jack Nicklaus design courses. Excellent. And we like him, Rahm? We like him okay. I like him. But okay. um, he's fiery. He's the fiery Spaniard, you may recall. Ah, Okay. As long as the as long as the chapeau guy doesn't win, I'm 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 good. If it can't be no, Jew, I just no. don't want it to be the chapeau guy. Yeah. No, it won't be. And Max Homa is yes. is up there, maybe fifth or sixth. So he may be our leading Jew now over Daniel Berger. Really, um, you think Max Homa has 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 uh, has lapped yeah. Daniel Berger? It's close. It's close. I'm going to look at the world golf rankings, but it seems to okay. me it must be pretty darn close. Give, give, us a, uh, give us a report on that for Monday, okay? Absolutely. Yeah. By the way, uh, the next two Saturdays, each of the next two Saturdays, we will be seeing the New York Mets play in person. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yes. We'll be in New York uh, a week from today, and then we're seeing them in Washington the following week. So the next two Saturdays, 4 p.m. games. We got, we got the absolute last row in the upper deck in both ballparks to try to get us as far away from our fellow human beings as possible. And also, and also there's COVID, so that would make it even more important. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. An additional <laughs> um, reason for that seed selection, yes. yes. I'm going to see the Mets July 1st at Truist Park. Well, good for um, you. Oh, excellent. Atlanta, so I'm looking forward to that. Good. All right. Well, you'll give us a... Uh, Maybe well, maybe we'll try to broadcast from one of these games to give our listeners a I'd sense give, of authenticity. I'd give it a whirl. Good. All right. Thanks, All everybody. Right. Do you want to say anything before we tune off? You. You're part of this podcast we're recording. You remember? 
Was it 43? <laughs> no. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah,